Yasmin, whether you bring over Christmas or Saturnalia, as I like to call it, because I don't really acknowledge Christmas at all, because it's fucking shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, winter festival or Saturnalia. Saturnalia to me is like, yeah, just sitting about getting fat, drinking, and eating as much as you want and mm-hmm. taking great pleasure in things. That's what Christmas is all about to me, not about Christ or anything. It's about Saturn and funnily enough, Saturn and uh, Saturn and Jupiter had a little party to themselves um, this one where they yeah. had a week conjoining. That's so the first time in 800 years. Mm-hmm. A magical, magical, shiny object in the sky. Unfortunately, I couldn't see fuck all because you know, living in Scotland in the central belt, it's always cloudy in the sky, so I didn't see anything, <laughs> but I'm sure it happened. I think, well, it's just um, this is going to be. Our final episode of season three of Crystal Mist podcast to see out the the, the shitty year that was um twenty twenty. <laughs> the worst year of all of our lives. Well, roll on twenty twenty one. We don't know whether it will get worse. I mean, we have left the <laughs> now, so I reckon there'll be riots soon. But and uh, yeah, we'll look for look that to look forward to. Now there'll be parties. All the people that uh, wear their false teeth upside down and brush their <laughs> eyes with their bloody toothbrush will be overjoyed. <laughs> Yeah, until they realise what a fuck up they've made of things. But yeah, we're here to talk about, which is Yasmin's topic, isn't it, Yaz? Yeah. Um, how fucked up Disney films are, and then second way into sort of the origins of the Brothers Grimm fairy tales, and maybe even myths about Disney himself. I don't know if anyone's come up with that. Yeah, plenty I've looked- of it. I looked up, like I said to you guys before we started recording, I went a bit daft on this, like, good topic. <laughs> I really enjoyed researching it. <laughs> uh, I've, researched, I've basically researched, like, four different podcasts. I've done uh, weird stories that Disney films are based on. I've done weird things that happen in Disney films and disturbing implications of Disney films. I've also looked at, like, pretend Disney facts. So, like, like when we did our sort of common misconceptions one before, so common misconceptions people have about Disney films that are actually a load of old nonsense. And then I read a bunch of uh, Brothers Grimm tales and picked one that I thought would make a really fucked up Disney film and made a pitch up for it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I wondered about that because I looked into some Brothers Grimm stories that I'd never heard of, but they were really fucked up. And some of them were quite short and hilarious at the same time about how, how stupid they were. But like, nobody, why hasn't Disney made a film with Rumpelstiltskin? I was trying yeah, to imagine point. like, yeah. I was trying to imagine like, what songs they would make up and what animals they would put in it. I mean, at the end of Rumpelstiltskin, he basically tears himself apart in a rage. Imagine he did that. <laughs> Awful. I think there has to be like a nice side. It's, well, that's the thing. So like the stuff I looked at as well was like comparing the Disney story to the original Grimm story. And it's just the original Grimm ones are nasty. Like yeah. properly nasty. So I think Rumpelstiltskin is maybe almost too nasty to turn into a Disney story. Yeah, the one that I that I'm going to pitch to you later that we should make into a Disney film. Um, I thought like it was quite gory, but I feel like it could be easily Disneyfied. Like it would take a lot of um of rewrite. Right. There is quite a lot of slaughter in it, but yeah, oh, but that's slaughter. fine. Oh, well, I found a list of uh, how many deaths are in Disney films. It's horrific. Oh, it's so is, it, is it not always like? The, the, the one of their parents has to die or yeah. they never have like a mum and dad they always have yeah. just like a single parent household or something <laughs> so like a lot of them don't have mothers or a lot of them don't have fathers yeah. and you in it but it's not really explained why so i actually like i was reading something on that i'll find it later but it's because disney's it's something to do with actual walt disney's mum and dad oh. um, 
that'll pull up for me while and see. But yeah. Um... Get shot by a hunter in the forest. Why are so many Disney parents missing or dead? Yeah. Well, let's start with yeah. that then. I actually yeah. want to hear about it. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, no, you guys go first. <laughs> right. Well, Mark, since you've done loads of research, like, yeah. fire away. Okay, uh, ah, do you want me to start with this, right? Ah, do you want me ah! to start with this weird story? Are we, are we going to come back to stories Disney films are based on? So will I do, I'll do weird things that happen in Disney films, because I yeah, feel like then, yeah, yeah, you can jump in with, like, why yeah. do they kill everyone's parents? So, yeah, one of the things I looked at was weird things that happen in Disney films, or weird implications of things that happen in Disney films. Because the one I started thinking about, which links to what you were just saying, Yaz, is obviously Finding Nemo starts with his entire family other than him and his dad being horrifically slaughtered yeah. which is a really weird way to start a children's film yeah. and then i was like sorry yes oh well and up she dies at the start I'm not so she does it's like yeah. that made me cry at the start and they don't have any kids yeah it's sad oh no she does have a miscarriage doesn't she so that's yeah. pretty yeah. fucked up yeah. she dies oh. it's the saddest film ever and then so then I thought as well, like I loved Pinocchio when I was wee and I thought, well, similarly, like it's got child abduction in it. It's got child imprisonment. It's got like children being physically abused when they're taken. Turned into the... donkeys. Yeah. And then before they're turned into donkeys, like oh. the people are physically abusing them, but they give them like booze and fags as if to oh, be yeah. like, well, it's fine <laughs> that we're doing that. Like it's really, really weird. And then I thought, well, as you guys know, Aladdin is obviously my favourite Disney film. And I was like, well, it's not got anything like that. So I started looking into if there's any weird implications from Aladdin. And he has no parents as well and lives in the street. Neither he does. He's a street rat. Well, the one that I was looking into that I thought was really interesting is there's this uh, theory online that Aladdin can't be set in an ancient kingdom so it must be set in the distant future. Have you guys oh, heard of this? it's an apocalypse. Yeah, yeah it's a post-apocalyptic future. I didn't look much into but it. Why? So there's like it's a three or four bits of evidence for it. So one of the bits of evidence is that the genie talks about Aladdin dressing like it's the third century, but the genie also says that he's been trapped in a lamp for over 10,000 years. And the idea is, well, like Disney scripts are always so tight that this must mean that the earliest date that the film can take place in is the year 10,300 because otherwise those two numbers don't add up from the genie's like introduction also the genie does reference a lot of modern pop culture which yeah that's one of the other bits yeah how do you know about jack nicholson and all that stuff yeah and like impersonates arnold schwarzenegger as well and then that means that again well actually if he's been in the lamp for over 10,000 years and he knows who Jack Nicholson and Arnold Schwarzenegger are, <laughs> then the very, very, very earliest that it can be in time is the year 11,970. And then there's also the fact that Agrabah obviously isn't a real place, mm-hmm. but it seems to be like a sort of development or like bastardization of the name Arabia. And that could just be because the people making it were racist and couldn't be bothered making up a new name. But the story is that it's supposed to be that obviously like kingdoms and landlines and stuff have been redrawn over the massive amount of time that's passed. So Arabia basically is either a section of or a larger area surrounding what once was, sorry, Agrabah is that, but for Arabia. So like Agrabah is kind of a a future changed version of like all of the Arab states or some Arab states put together or yeah, it's and really then, like um, generic Arab yeah, yeah. It's, it's generic this, Arab land but again generic <laughs> Arab land is if they're racist whereas if they were doing it deliberately yeah. it's because they're like no it's because it's a future state inhabited by people who identify as Arabian and then that makes sense with all the songs and then the other bit of evidence is there's a like spin-off game uh, that was made for the Sega and in the game, in one of the levels, you have to avoid jumping on unexploded atomic bomb heads, what? which obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was my favourite one that I found is the idea that. Um... Isn't it? There's the one that pisses people off about that film. Is it how the fuck do they travel around the world so fast in that yeah. magic carpet? <laughs> oh, I read a thing about that as well, where they said it's because the carpet isn't a sentient carpet; it's future technology. So... Okay. <laughs> so like... It's got warp speed then. <laughs> oh my god. So they're like transporting like in Star Trek or Star yes. Trek. <laughs> and like the technology's Queen's advanced off. so far, but then because of the nuclear war, 
everything's collapsed again. So that's why everything seems to be set in the past, but actually it's set in the future. And most technology has been destroyed. The only reason that the carpet survived is because it was in the Cave of Wonders. So it was safe from the nuclear fallout that destroyed all of the other technology. I'll never look at that film the same way again. (laughs) (laughs) See, when he gets um, thrown to like the the snowy parts, is maybe that parts of the earth that didn't survive the nuclear fallout became like a new ice age? Yeah, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. I, oh, and he gets back from it really, really fast as well. Yeah, yeah like, that's Jafar's why he's got the magic carpet, hasn't he? There. Yeah, but I get like Jafar's obviously supposed to be super strong, but he does literally throw him there, which implies mm. that wherever Agrabah is supposed to be, right, it's not anywhere that's particularly cold or need anywhere that's cold. So yeah, that makes sense as well. Because really, where's he throwing him? Like, Turkey? <laughs> <laughs> And maybe it's a place that once was hot, but then because of the nuclear fallout or the climate change, it then became a frozen wasteland. And then the only place that was habitable was like New Arabia. Yep. Because oh, it's that big massive thing that rolls onto them looks like so it does look like it's a derelict area that used to have buildings in it. Yeah, it does. So there used to be something there. Is it not like in... a prayer tower that rolls rolls on top of? No, he put him yeah. in that in Agrabah, and then he threw it. You're right. You're right. Nope. Proof. It's Turkey. He throws him to Turkey. <laughs> the end. So yeah. Did um. Well, what what's the whole parents weird implications thing? So yeah. It's like it's a little bit of a sad story, but then it's more when you look at how many dead parents are that's a bit morbid so basically the his mom and dad basically he bought them a new house and when they moved into it they could smell like gas from the furnace and like his mom kept going oh there's a weird smell and they kind of ignored it but then it leaked and overnight it killed them so he always felt really really guilty that he killed his mom and dad because of he bought them the house which is like such a little shame wow Uh, he killed his yeah, so I think that's why all like, but then like, see this website has like a horrific number of films to go through. Every single, pretty much every film has dead parents in it, or step parents, or evil parents, or something. Bumble. Yeah. So Where's yeah, the father? Yeah, he doesn't have a father, but his mum gets taken away. Yeah. So the absent parents is well, Pinocchio's not like doesn't have parents. Peter Pan doesn't have parents. Sword in the Stone doesn't have parents. There's the rescuers. Never watched Oliver and Company. Beauty and the Beast. She only has a dad. Yeah, where's her mum? Yeah. Never, never she died in a plague or something. Never ever explain where the mum is. No. And it's all to do with his like guilt. But this is horrific if I go through this list. Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Lilo and Stitch. What, what? I've never seen that film. So. Oh my god, they... Lilo and Stitch is so good. Yeah, but what's it got <laughs> to do with the parents thing? Like, are they? Are, so they. Is it she not yeah. just brought up by her sister? Yeah, the two yeah. main characters in it are sisters. The mum and dad have died and they're oh, getting sake. visits from <laughs> like state officials to make sure that the... Because I think the older sister's supposed to be like 18, 19 and they keep having yeah, visits so from exactly. state officials to make sure she can look after her properly. Right, yep. okay. Terrible. Even Guardians of the Galaxy, which is like one of my favourite films ever, his mum dies in like the first Transfer. scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but is that connected um, to Disney? Because I know Disney own like Marvel, or do they? Well, fuck, I don't know. They own it. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, they do. Um, they do. Isn't that just to do with the comics, not Disney himself? Because obviously Disney's dead by this point. So no, and the comics are lords like half human, half Spartan. Is dad's like the king of Sparta, not like our Sparta? Isn't he's dad a planet? No, in the so in the films is Dad's ego the living planet, but in the comics oh. his mum falls in love with uh, the king of Sparta, which is like you know they do the thing in Marvel like Thor, so they have like ancient oh, civilizations, okay. but they're in space. So right. he's like mum's from Earth and his dad's from space, and that's why he ends up in space. It's not oh. to do with okay. the same thing as the film. I guess Star Wars would come into that as well, but then Disney didn't own Star Wars back yeah. then. But obviously, like he's an orphan farm boy and his dad's Darth Vader. But they did own it by the time Ray came along, and she's the lead, and her parents are killed. And then, yes, it didn't occur to me about Guardians of the Galaxy, but Gamora's real mum and dad are killed, like Thanos. Yeah, that's true. Her family are killed. But these are all horrible because, like, you think start of Dumbo, like, oh, that's heartbreaking. 
what it's it's just it's too it's as if like everything has this oh. whole thing about your mother being taken away like Dumbo's family's like I just remembered um, about Dumbo yes they don't mm-hmm. have favors because in Dumbo they get brought by a stork oh yeah <laughs> which doesn't really help with no, sex education you have to have a mommy and a daddy that love each other very very much and then the stork brings you a baby the stork right. doesn't always the stork's a Tory if you ask him for a baby and he's like mm, no you're actually a single mum so I don't think so yeah. <laughs> that would be you yeah. fuck Denmark you wouldn't get any children it's alright I'll fight like, the stork <laughs> in fact I'll fight any Tories Tories of the world <laughs> oh, yeah. square go you pass bitches it also like start Bambi as well. <laughs> they get shot. I shouldn't be laughing when I'm saying that. That's terrible. <laughs> Funny. Um, the Jungle Book as well. Mowgli's mom gets killed at the start. Um, by Shere Khan. Oh. Uh, the Fox and the Hound. Um, the oh, mom's right. shot as well. Fox, Fox and the Hound. Oh. A long time ago. Um, the Little Mermaid. You don't know anything about what. Like I think I've read that her. Her mum got killed by pirates, but they never ever mention her either. Never see what happened to Ariel's mum. Is there not something as well, and the this isn't to do with her parents being killed, but just it fucks me off about Triton. Is it the Little Mermaid 2 or 3 that's got Ursula's sister in it, and it turns out that like Ursula was friends with Ariel's mum and lived in the palace... And the reason that she hated the royal family was because after Ariel's mum died, like King Triton cast her out because she was an octopus person and not a fish person, which basically <laughs> means that King Triton's like an evil racist. Oh God. I don't I know either watched the sequels. I'm sure yeah. it's like, I think it's the third one that her sister's in and that's why she's trying to get like revenge for Ursula because she quite rightly doesn't feel she did anything wrong because she was just trying to get revenge on or like dead best pals, horrible racist husband. Triton is an arsehole. Yeah. I don't like the way he favourites Ariel over all the other older sisters. Like she, that always bothered me in The Little Mermaid. You know the start where it's like her older sisters had to like praise how beautiful and gorgeous yeah. Ariel was, and then she came out of the shell, and they were all just like, yeah, you're you're not good enough, but here's Ariel, our magical beautiful sister. Yeah. Fuck that. Birthday, I think they were singing yeah. for her birthday as well, but still, yeah. No, it was the way they, they bigged her up and stuff. Like she was like the, the, the most beautiful woman in all of the ocean. And if I was one of their sisters, I'd be like, "Fuck that! I'm the eldest here. I'm the one that should be getting all the praise." Yeah, like is their introduction bit not like "and welcome" like Falula and Janet yeah. and Nancy yeah. and Annie and. And the whole thing about age as well in Disney, like all the yeah. all the, the ladies and or the female characters are very, very young. Like yeah. in Snow White, she's thirteen years old and the prince is twenty one. And then Ariel, like for one thing, is sixteen and she falls in love with the first guy that she sees basically yep. And spreads her legs it's for him, basically. <laughs> as soon as she gets legs, she spreads them. Yeah, oh, she does. And then she's naked on the beach, isn't she? And she's all like, oh, hello. Even Aladdin, actually, she's 15. Cause there's a whole yeah, thing she has 15, 15, isn't she? She's only 15. Oh, yeah. How old Aladdin supposed to be? He's fairy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he's in his 20s, but it's still, it's still wrong. Yeah, it's always an older man and a younger. How old is Aurora? I don't know. 16 as well? They celebrated think, her birthday, didn't they? They're roughly the same age because they're like betrothed from then they're little. Like she's a baby yeah. and he's like five or something. And I think they are both like maybe she's 16 and he's like 17 or 18 because it's not also like on the eve of your 16th birthday you will prick your finger on. God, yeah. And I think you're right, yeah, as I think Essential he's maybe man. supposed to be like one or two when she's a baby. So Ugh, it's still disgusting. Penetration. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get pricked by some needle or something like it's, it seems like a sort of sexual metaphor to me. Yeah, fair point. Actually, also, there's a lot of um sort of necrophilia involved as well. Like you know, women are made and like they put they get put in a coma or something, and it has to be a man that comes and rescues them by 
non-consensually kissing them and stuff. Well, you know, to, like, see, actually, one of the stories I've got is horrible. Mm-hmm. It's basically that. Oh, yeah, it was Sleeping Beauty, basically. Mm-hmm. What was it? Oh, two seconds, sorry. I'm sure someone made a movie about that, that Sleeping Beauty. I think it was based on Sleeping Beauty, and it was a woman who basically yeah. raped her when she was in a coma. Yeah, that's it, basically. So, like, obviously the story is that she pricks her finger and then she falls asleep. Uh-huh. Um, so this is, like, the original, like, Grimm story. She falls asleep, blah, blah, And then, but, you know, the prince is meant to come and kiss her to rescue her. Yeah. So it's apparently not a prince that shows up, it's a king. And instead of waking her up, he gathers the fruits of her love, which basically means he rapes her. Um, so he rapes her, she's still asleep, she's pregnant, and then nine months later she gives birth to twins. Oh, um, I read that bit, Rapunzel. Oh, when Did she that crossover? Maybe, actually. And then one of the twins basically sucks on her mom's finger and that's what pulls the splinter out and that's what actually wakes her up uh, it's just like oh. it's nasty that's weird you should say that because i read about rapunzel about how it was a child it was like a poor family and they'd finally got a child and no no it was his mum the, the pregnant mother one was like craving for something that was in the, the other field so the dad went right fuck it i'll go and get some for you stop moaning at me i'll go get this stuff mm-hmm. Um, but because he invaded Mother Gothel's field or whatever, she was like, well, um, I'll let you off with it, but you have to give me your first, you have to give me your child. That's I mean, what? <laughs> so, so then she locks in a tower. Yeah, but Mother Gothel doesn't, well, apparently she's a sorceress, but not like in the film Tangled where she uses, it was like a magical flower or something with her hair. Doesn't yeah. mention any of that. I don't know why she locks Rapunzel in a tower. But she just uses her hair to climb up there now and then. And then the prince comes and he visits Rapunzel, obviously has conjugal relations with her. And then she eventually escapes, but uh, she has twins. Oh, wait, hang on. She, I might be remembering this wrong, but it was not the original story. She locked her up in the tower and it's because Rapunzel could um, weave hay into gold. And but that's, that's why she because Rumpelstiltskin not... Wait, am I mixing them both up? Yeah. I think they're Rumble... both right, because I think there's loads of crossover between all yeah. the old fairy tales, so I think that I've also remember reading that they lo- that Mother Gothel kept her because she could weave mm, like gold, but then Rumpelstiltskin, the story's also that Rumpelstiltskin gives the, the mum pr- power to weave gold in exchange for her firstborn child. Mm. No, I think I think it's well. Well, what I read from Rumpelstiltskin is like her father said, "My daughter can weave straw into gold," yeah. but she couldn't. But and she then the king's like, "Well, yeah. geese her then, and we'll lock her up. Yeah, I want to see the straw." And she couldn't do it, so that's when Rumpelstiltskin came in and he did it for her. Yeah, that's true. And the only way he could, she could be free is if she guessed his name as well. Yeah. I always remember that bit. Oh God, these stories are horrible, nasty stories. My um favourite one that I found of like what the original was like was when I was looking at Beauty and the Beast because there's quite a lot of like old versions of that but one of the ones mm-hmm. I think the middle of the film is pretty much the same as the middle oh. of the story but the start and the end are totally different so the start of the one I was looking at a fairy follows the prince around and he doesn't know she's a fairy and basically she keeps being like ooh let's go back to your castle and like shag and he's oh. like no, and so in the story, the prince is really polite about it, and he's like, no, 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 thank you, you're quite all right, um, and she keeps persevering and persevering, and then eventually he's on, like, a night out with his, like, princely friend, and he explains to her that, um, that you know, like, thanks for your advances, but I'm just not attracted to you, like, I just want to, to let, make that clear, and um, she flies into rage and turns him into a hideous and mortal monster. And that's how he becomes the beast, even though he was perfectly pleasant to her about not wanting to bang her. Someone <laughs> said, you know, in the Disney film, someone said that Chip is actually the prince's son because he looks like him. He does look like him, actually. He's got the same look as him. So, you know, they said that he was cursed when he was what, a boy, but then they're saying that, no, nah, he probably favoured that child. And then... Mrs. Whatever, what's his name? Mrs. Potts sort of grew like he gave the boy to her to bring up in secret, so he's got a secret love child. But I don't know, maybe that was with the fate. I don't know how he came about, or maybe he banged like Mrs. Potts or one of the servants or something. So, 
Oh, I quite like that idea. There's also, like, the end of the story is different as well, but it's, I think, even more horrific, mm-hmm. obviously, then okay. when eventually... So then, again, it plays the same, although I'm going to include in my head canon that Anne Chips' his son. And then the curse is broken and everyone turns back to normal. And then when the prince turns back into a, uh, a man... So in the original story, Belle had sisters. And when Belle's <laughs> sisters, good. who already have husbands find out that Belle now has the hottest husband or is going to have the hottest husband, they get really jealous. So they like basically throw her a hen night and they say <laughs> that they're going to give her like a special pampering bath. And then when she gets in the bath, her three sisters all hold her head under the water until she's dead. And that's how the original story ends. As if the beast's curse being broken, but then he finds out that Belle's been murdered by her sisters. See, that's women awful. don't come across very well in these states no. tales because Often it's like stepmothers are evil or there's evil sisters. There's not a lot of like family love in these stories. So true. All all the evil people are actually all women. Women. Yeah. I've noticed that before. Huh. That's a bit fucked up. Yeah, like the evil stepmother, the evil witches, Ursula. Oh my god, this is just so wrong. Uh, Cruella de Vil is just evil. Oh, I do have one, though, where it's a guy that would have been the villain, in my opinion, if they'd done it properly. And, like, the actual story of Peter Pan, there's just this one, like, throwaway line in the book, like the J.M. Barry book, but it says, mm-hmm. I've kind of cut the quote down a bit, but it's when it's talking about the Lost Boys, and it says, when they seem to be growing up, uh, Peter has to thin them out. So at this time, there was a <laughs> of them left. So basically, like, Peter Pan murdered, like, any time... They grow up, like they murder them. He stops following the magic of Neverland and is ready to return to the real world instead of letting them return. <laughs> Peter Pan just kills them. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that one. Peter Pan <laughs> is an arsehole. <laughs> he does murder all the lost boys that refuse to stay with him. Oh, and he probably would have murdered Wendy as well. Mm. <laughs> also, because you said Fox and the Hound's one of your favourite shaz, just to ruin it for you. In the original, like the actual book, Fox and the Hound, uh, it finishes with the hounds chasing the fox until the fox dies of being chased down in order to please his master. But his master's not impressed because the dog didn't rip the fox apart. He just chased him until he collapsed. So the master puts his gun on the, the hound's head and the book ends with the master shooting the hound through the head. Imagine if they made the Disney films. stories fucked up with it's like the original ending of the little mermaid is actually probably one of the worst ones because she is supposed to kill the prince in order to uh, live as a human and the prince that rejects her as well he doesn't fall in love with her he outright rejects her and goes with some other woman and the the witch says to her sea witch says to her well you can save yourself if you kill the prince but she can't do it so, because she can't kill the prince, she basically dies and turns into sea foam, and that's the end. Um, oh God! I would fucking kill that prince. As much as I like the Little Mermaid, cause, like the songs in it, but the actual, I just think it's like, teaching like little girls such bad messages. Yeah, it's just like, oh yeah, just completely disobey your parents, run away from home at sixteen to go marry some random guy that you met on the beach. It's just yeah. Like, sell your sell yourself basically yeah. to get what you want. As in, sell your voice to the witch. Yeah. Yeah. To get a man. Sell your assets, get a man, and yeah, and give up your whole life for them as well. Oh God. Yeah, Um, I mean, in Snow White, she only sees the prince maybe like once, and then that's it. And then all of a sudden they're married. It's like, yeah, maybe think about um, getting to know someone first before just jumping into bed. Cinderella's the same. She like has one little dance with them and they're just like, oh, marry me. I the... hate Cinderella so much. Like that film winds me up. I hate the mice. I hate the mice. I just want to. I just. Oh, I wish that mouse. I wish the cat would kill them all because they're so annoying. Well, the original of Cinderella is. Um, you know when he comes with these like the shoe for the like the sisters and all yeah. that. Yeah. Apparently the sisters like chop off bits of their feet to try and get the, the slipper yeah. and then these doves come along and they like lift their dresses to show that there's like loads of blood on their feet so the prince realises it's not them um, and then it fits Cinderella obviously so they're like la la and get married and then the stepsisters come to the wedding as well 
but then the same doves come and they just peck their eyes out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> do the doves the like work God... for the fairy godmother or are they no, just the like godmother, evil doves? The fairy godmother is think... a tree and it's watered oh, no. by her tears and that's where the birds live in the tree. So the fairy godmother isn't a woman. It's just like a natural sort of tree where the birds live and that's where they come from, basically. Yeah. yeah. I like that version. Yeah. Apparently, the story of Cinderella doesn't even originate in Germany. That um, there's versions of the story of Cinderella in ancient Egypt and Mesopotamia, Ooh. and that instead of glass slippers in Egypt, um, in Egypt version, she had red leather sandals. Oh. But I don't know the ancient Egyptian story. I guess it's similar, but I don't know. Yeah. But it goes way back. That's Ooh. such an interesting fact. Just reminded me the. See, I used to have a, a whole book of the Grimm's fairy tales when I was little, and they were all like really dark, but I absolutely loved them. And there's ones with the, um, is it the red shoes, and it's a song. Oh girl. yeah, she couldn't stop dancing. That was oh, fucked. That was... And then she begged a guy to chop her feet off. <laughs> yeah, because that's the only way she could stop dancing. Yeah, that's mad. Beautiful... I know. But it what was kind of like. Like, would that be your sort of choice for them to make into a, a modern, slightly fucked up Disney film? Or are there <laughs> other ones that you'd seen that you'd prefer them to, to make into a modern, fucked up Disney film? I mean, like, I don't know, because I feel like the Grimm's ones, as much as they're nasty and horrible, they have an actual moral in the end. Whereas Disney oh, films are a bit like, well, it's kind of, because the reason she did that is because she was, like, coveting these shoes and her family didn't have any money and all this. And it was just... I'm not still a bit nasty, but it's not. <laughs> I like that you're like, I mean, basically, if you want nice shoes, you do deserve to dance today. Well, I've been looking at weird, like, stories from Brothers Grimm that I've never heard of, right? And there's one called the, mm-hmm. it's really short, right? That's why I mention it. It's called The Ungrateful Son, and it's one of the few ones that does have a straight-out moral end to it. So it's called The Ungrateful Son. I think we know where this is going to go. So <laughs> it's about a greedy son who is about to sit down to a dinner of roasted chicken. He sees his elderly father coming to the door. Not wanting to share his meal, he hides the chicken. Once his father leaves, the son goes to retrieve his meal. Unfortunately for him, the chicken has become a frog and latches onto his face, never letting go. Maybe he should have shared his meal. (laughs) At the end, your dinner's changing into a frog that latches onto your face forever. It's a bit like Alien. (laughs) <laughs> the, um, the one I really liked was did either of you read the juniper tree which oh, I've yeah, never that's, thought of that's before that's one of the ones I've seen and it's it's really weird yeah so I thought because it is so weird that I was like that would make a fun Disney film so there's um so there's a wicked maiden and she's she lives in the village and she wants to be lady of the kingdom so in order to become lady of the kingdom she murders the actual lady of the kingdom and buries her under the juniper tree. On... Oh, no, mine's is a bit different, Mark, because mine says a young boy who's murdered by his stepmother and she decapitates him. So oh, that's the end again, of the different story. version. Oh, <laughs> all right, carry on. Because I think well, the one I read, that's the same story. So right. she murders the lady and she buries her under the juniper tree on the palace grounds. And then she seduces and marries the lord. So she becomes stepmother to the lady. Ah. That right. And then the Lord passes away, so she becomes temporary ruler, but only until the boy turns 16, because all of these stories seem to have somebody turning 16 in them, as you pointed out. And then on the eve of his birthday, she, as you said, she decapitates him, and she has the head in the apple cart of her daughter, because she already has a daughter when she gets together with the dad. Um, And they basically, like, she's kept her daughter as a slave since she became the lady. So the daughter then comes home and finds her stepbrother's head and her apple cart, and her mum gets her into believing, which I don't understand, like, any of the versions of the story I looked up. I was like, how? So she tricks the daughter into believing that she accidentally killed her stepbrother with her apple cart that she didn't have, like, with her at the time. Um, So the girl takes the boy's head and buries it under the juniper. But it turns out, and again, this bit makes no sense, that the juniper tree is actually his mum. So, like, when... When, they, when she buried the dead mum under the juniper tree, the mum becomes the juniper tree, and then he gets reborn in the juniper tree out, as a songbird out of an egg in a nest. <laughs> and he goes around and he sings his songs for the local jeweller, and then the local jeweller loves him so much that he gives him a gold chain. And then he sings his songs for the local cobbler, who loves him so much that he gives him a pair of red shoes, which, as we know, are very dangerous. Yep. Um, <laughs> 
and then he sings a song for the baker and she loves it so much that she gives him his milestone, which seems like a really weird gift. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so he takes all this back to his tree and his stepsister and his real mum, the juniper tree, find a way to, like, turn one being back into a human. So the mum decides to stay as a juniper tree and him and the stepsister turn him back into a human. And when he turns back into a human, he gives his stepsister the beautiful shoes and the gold chain to thank her for all his help. And then the lady flies into a jealous rage when she sees her daughter wearing the beautiful things and tries to kill her to take them. And he walks up behind her and caves her head in with the millstone. And that's the end of the story. See, Mark, mine's, my version of the story is a little bit different and possibly a bit more fucked up because... So what it says here is that the stepmother, like you said, decapitates a young boy when he reaches into the box for an apple. Not wanting anyone to know what happened, the stepmother devises a plan to make her daughter believe she did it, which is the same. But then the stepmother cooks the poor boy and feeds him to his father. Oh, my God. (laughs) The young girl then buries the bones underneath the juniper tree where the little boy's mother is also buried. The boy turns into a bird and sings his story to various people who give him a gold chain, red shoes and a millstone. But as a bird, he gives his father the chain, the little girl's shoes, and then the stepmother, he just drops a millstone on her head, similar. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, the boy's once again alive and he, along with his father, sister, enter the house and have dinner. I think that's funny because it's got like such a nice twee ending after all that murder and mayhem. <laughs> <Do> <laughs> a brilliant Disney film. Yeah, I like that either way. She gets her head caved in with a millstone. <laughs> oh my god. I think people who make up fairy tales are just fucked up kind of wannabe know. killers and they're just well, acting out their fantasies and stories. Well, maybe I mean, just because they didn't have television and, you know, like violent films back then. It was just their way of creating a bit of a thriller, you know. Around the campfire? There's a story called Hans the Hedgehog. Have you heard of this one? No. So, a man and his wife are so desperate a child that they even wish for a hedgehog. I don't know why you would, but their wish comes true when the wife gives birth to a half-hedgehog, half-boy baby. (laughs) Not what they were expecting, but they wished for it. Oh, God. anything to do with him. The parents pile some straw behind a stove and leave him there. Hans knows he's not wanted so he asks his father for some bagpipes and the cockshot. (laughs) What? A cockshot, which is just a rooster apparently. And he tells him that if he can have those two things he will leave and never return. While living in a tree and playing his bagpipes, he helps two kings find their way back home, but only if they promise him to their daughters. The first king is sneaky Sorry, and says... I need to stop. I really like it as well that he's like, he helps a lost king. Then a few days later, he helps a different king who's also lost. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then <after laughs> daughters. Yeah. The first king is sneaky and says yes, but really means no. Well, the other agrees. Hans... It, it doesn't really explain what he... Right. He, <laughs> I like that. He's so sneaky, if you can imagine that uh, he says yes, but he means no. Such tricks. <laughs> And then it ends with Hans injures the first king's daughter. Doesn't say in what way he injures her. And then it said, uh, and then he marries the second king's daughter. Come the wedding night, Hans sheds his hedgehog skin to become a very handsome man, and he also forgives his father. I mean, that's a really weird ending. No explanation yeah. about how he suddenly sheds his hedgehog skin. Imagine it's like your wedding night. You don't want to marry this fucking thing. <laughs> you have to because you heard about the other woman that got injured by him. So you're like, well, I don't want that happening. So I guess I'll better bang him. And then at your wedding night, he all of a sudden just sheds his skin and becomes a hot man. I still don't think I would bang that guy. I also don't feel like anyone learns a lesson in that story. Like no. his dad's a terrible parent, <laughs> but he's forgiven. Yep. The King is the one that does something wrong, but for some reason the hedgehog injures the poor princess. Like, everybody's just a bit shitty in it. He forgives his father, but doesn't say anything about him forgiving his mum. Probably doesn't have a mum. But he did. The man and the wife. Yeah, fair yeah, point. There was a mum at the start, actually. Yeah. So why is it women well, get such a raw deal? Yeah, she probably died at some point, though. He probably killed her. Maybe he dropped a millstone on her head. Yeah. And then this is another fucked up one called the free snake leaves. So it doesn't really, I don't, it doesn't make any fucking sense, right? A young princess will only marry if her intended agrees to one thing. 
if she dies first, he will be buried alive with her. That's pretty fucked up. A young man from a poor family leaves his home so that he can earn his keep and not be a burden to his father. He meets the princess and falls madly in love with her, agreeing to her demand. They are married, but after a while she becomes ill and dies. He follows through on his word and is placed in the vault with her coffin. While in there, a snake appears and he hacks it into three pieces. Another snake appears and heals the dead snake with three leaves. And they both leave. The husband then places the leaves on his wife and she comes back from the dead. However, she no longer loves him and throws him overboard with the help of her lover while on a sea voyage. His servant rescues him and they tell the king everything. The princess and her lover are sent out to sea on a sinking ship. The end. That's not a story. It sort of like escalates quite quickly. (laughs) My favourite bit of that is they're sent out to sea on a sinking ship and it's a ship. So that implies there's lots of people on it, but they know it's sinking. (laughs) (laughs) Off on the death voyage. One minute in the vault, the next minute she's away with some guy. (laughs) Yeah, where does she come from? Yeah, but why is he on the ship with her? Yeah, it's still very confusing. Such a bizarre, I don't even know. It's like, I guess these are the ones that didn't really get included in the children's book. I don't know where they were, but I don't know where they came from. I've never heard of this. I doubt. I like, <laughs> not that this is a Grimm's one, but I read, this was just randomly on Reddit when I was thinking about like pitches for Disney films. Someone had said um, that instead of what happens in Mulan 2, which to be fair, I haven't seen, they said it should be based on the actual Chinese story in which Mulan's dad dies at the beginning of the second story. And a local ruler, uh, the Turek Khan, uh, believing the rumours to be true that Mulan is actually a woman, summons Mulan to his kingdom and tells her that she is to become his concubine. She says that she refuses to do this and would never be a sex slave. And he says that it is unavoidable. So she walks onto her father's grave and stabs herself through the chest, dying. Right. And I don't know why, but when I read that, I was just like, <laughs> that would be a hilarious Disney sequel. <laughs> There's another weird one here, which I found very surreal. Which I, I thought, imagine this is a cartoon. It's called The Strange Feast. It's like something at fucking Trent Twin Peaks. So the title, The Strange Feast, it describes a story that may leave you scratching your head. There are two sausages, one blood and one liver, who are friends. <laughs> The blood sausage invites the liver sausage over for dinner, but when the liver sausage arrives, she gets an uneasy feeling when she sees some disturbing sights. So she sees a broom and a shovel fighting, and a monkey with an injury. She hears a voice telling to leave quickly, and she goes. When she turns around, she sees the blood sausage with a sharp knife, yelling, If I had caught you, I would have had you! It's a very strange tale indeed. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like... Like, see, when you're trying to feed babies and you're trying to feed kids and they're, like, refusing to eat, so you make up, like, stories to make them eat, that's what that sounds like. It's like, oh, I'm going to catch you and I'm going to eat you. Oh. oh my God. <laughs> Just like the so murderous blood sausage. What's with the monkey yeah. and the broom and shovel fighting? That's, like, some sort of weird acid trap. <laughs> yeah, and how is that? I don't understand how they're related to the blood sausage wanting to eat her. Also, as you said, like, why are they sausages? Why are they friends? If he's trying to murder her. <laughs> or unless he went into some sort of like Raj kind of fueled roid rage or something. I don't know. Like, like maybe he took a bad, some bad meth or something. <laughs> so just taking drugs. Also, is the broom and the brush or whatever it is that's fighting, is it that they're fighting that's weird or is it that they're alive even though she is a living sausage? <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Why is it a monkey with an injury? <laughs> And why would a monkey with an injury unnerve you? Because, like, a monkey could fall out of a tree and sprain its wrist. That doesn't mean yeah, that well, your I mean, friend's going to murder you. It's bizarre enough that she's a sausage that's sentient. I don't know, but I could read a whole book of those weird stories. I, I love it. <laughs> I like that it seems to have a moral. It's just unclear what the moral is. Like, <laughs> never well, trust is... a blood sausage. <laughs> household items fighting before or after you've seen a monkey that's hurt itself <laughs> there is another sausage based story um <laughs> of course there is <laughs> it's called the mouse the bird and the sausage and that does have a moral because basically the, the uh, this doesn't make much sense either but a mouse a bird and a sausage all live together 
To make their household a cohesive unit, they each have a specific role within the home. The bird collects wood for the fire, the mouse is in charge of collecting water, lighting the fire and setting the table, and the sausage just keeps everyone well fed. I don't know how it keeps everyone well fed, whether it cuts bits of itself off and feeds it to the other two, but who knows. One day the bird decides that they should change roles since he does all the hard work, and it quickly backfires. The sausage uh, goes Sorry, the mouse is doing all the hard work. What is the bird talking about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what, what did the bird do? bird collects wood for the fire and the mouse is in charge of collecting water lighting the fire ah yeah the, the mouse does do a lot more than the, the bird so bird's an arsehole yeah, the bird sounds like one of those annoying flatmates it's like we all need to sit down and have a talk now i've done the dishes twice this week so i think we need to have things slightly more balanced yeah well Fuck you, the bird. <laughs> this is what happens so the sausage goes out to collect the wood but becomes a dog's snack while the mouse tries to cook like the sausage by throwing her body in the pot to season everything and dies. And the ah. bird, he falls into the well when collecting water and drowns. Moral of the story, they were great in their original roles and should have been happy with that. Oh, wow. Well. So, why are the sausage place? and the mouse punished for the bird being a dick? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, why is, this, why is there a sentient sausage again? I don't know. Is that a German thing? <laughs> there's an actual picture of the sentient sausage and it's so hilarious it's like just looks like a condom basically wearing an apron and it's like bent over a fire with a stove and it's like stirring the stove <laughs> it's just so as you say surreal like i'd like to picture you like children's film it's about a beautiful princess her talking cat companion and a sausage friend <laughs> a bag of old walnuts that she also talks to. Has one of you got a dolphin? What's what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Now? I'm very, I don't understand what's happening. Gets Leslie again. The dolphin. Leslie. I introducing new animals onto the podcast every week I laughed so much because when I went Leslie and the dolphin went <laughs> and then you went yeah <laughs> there's also a story about the girl without hands a miller comes across I don't really understand this one either it's got a happy ending, apparently, but it's a bumpy road to that happy ending. There's a poor miller, and he comes across a man who is the devil, and he promises him great wealth if he can have what's behind the man's shed. Thinking that was an apple tree, the miller agrees. However, it was his daughter the devil wanted, so his daughter's hanging around behind his shed all the time, probably having a fag or something, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The young girl is clean every time the devil comes for her. Now, I don't understand what they mean by that. Preventing him from taking her. He gives the miller an ultimatum. Cut your daughter's hands off or I will take you instead. So the miller cuts his daughter's hands off. What no, lovely man. <laughs> <laughs> you think as a parent you'd be like, well, no, take me instead. I'm not hurting my daughter. But he's a selfish cunt. Yeah, he cuts his daughter's hands off. Fast forward and the daughter is free. She marries a king and has a son. The devil once again meddles and makes everyone believe that the king wants the queen dead. The king's mother refuses to kill the queen and baby and sets them free. The queen's hands grow back. The king finds them safe seven years later and they live happily ever after. I mean, it doesn't make <laughs> any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Does her hands grow back all of a sudden after seven years away from the king? And it's it just, what? Because it wasn't being with the king that was caused her to have no hands. It was the fact that her dad had cut off her hands. Yeah. And I would be really annoyed if her dad for doing that. Oh. Slight under exaggeration. I know. Oh dad, I'm really annoyed that you cut off her hands. <laughs> you never think. What does that mean that she was clean? Like, I don't understand that bit. I don't understand. She's clean. In what way? A virgin? She's not dirty. She's not wallowing in mud. I I don't know. No idea. Difficult to say if you don't have... Oh no, she had hands at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Is that an anti-masturbation story, do you think? Maybe. Um, Uh, It might be like she's like 
like a period thing. Like oh, could be. But do you want her on her period or something? I don't know. What the devil only likes girls that bleeds. So you don't really get who's the equivalent now that would write fucked up stories for kids like maybe Neil Gaiman with the Coraline thing but yeah I, I was thought... actually going to say have you guys read is it um it's apples and glass it's called no which I've not read so Neil oh Neil Gaiman like, so he took the the actual original stories of Snow White and Sleeping Beauty that you guys were talking about being fucked up and basically like wrote a sequel to them where like Aurora and Snow White like fall in love with one another and like run away from their abusive families um, but I've not oh. read it but it's written like it's a sort of classical fairy tale it's supposed to be amazing I think it's Glass and Apples I'm sure it's called and it's called uh, yeah Neil Gaiman's Snow Glass Apples oh sweet yeah um that's like that program what was it um oh, what's it called not once upon a time is that what it's is called is that the one the, the fifth of uh, mark you loved that show you even wrote about it in english class oh yeah the the sixth kingdom it, what, it's, oh what was it called it was the something kingdom and it had a, a prince that got turned into a dog and the wolf <laughs> yeah and like the big bad wolf was like the sex had like a sort of hero act a hero's yeah, arc in it and hero yeah yeah and how is it more once upon a time, it was like maybe ten years ago, and it's like all the characters are in it, like originally uh, fairy tale yeah. characters. I loved watching that. Storybrook, they left in, didn't they? And Rumpelstiltskin yeah. was Mister Something. He owned a pawn shop, and it was played by Robert Carlyle. Yeah. Like, and he was a sort. Of, yeah, but they made him out to be like a sort of <clears throat> sad kind of. Like they made him out to be evil, but there was a reason for it because he fell in love with Sleeping Beauty. And they were a couple, but then something happened that she left him, and then he was all sad and stuff, and then became sort of better and twisted, something like that. And became a baddie. <laughs> yeah, I really liked that because I liked that it took the fairy tales and almost made them like modern. Really. Yeah. Like, so they were like today's world. I quite liked it. So with Disney, um, there's the obvious myths that like people think about Walt Disney, as in like he had his head cryogenically frozen so that they could grow him a body or something <laughs> and then there's stories that people a lot of people throw their ashes like people throw relatives ashes in the haunted mansion and they've got teams of people that have to like clean it up Imagine that <laughs> i would love it if you guys threw my ashes in the haunted mansion yeah i would get any i'd be banned from all the disney parks if i got caught yeah. though for life awful. well then... i think you should respect my wishes so thank <laughs> you okay. And that Space Mountain is um, the Space Mountain ride. I don't know if it's one in, I think it's the one in Florida, um, not the one in Paris, that there's a, a, a ghost that rides Space Mountain. So you maybe sometimes if you're queuing for the for the ride, he's called Mr. One Way because he only goes one way and <laughs> never finishes <laughs> the ride. You could find him, and he's got red hair and glasses apparently, and um, you could might find him standing next to you in the queue. Or if you're like a single rider and you've got no one next to you, you might find that he's sitting in the unoccupied seat. Oh. But he starts off in the ride. You start off going round with him, but then by the time it, before it finishes, he disappears. That's why he's called Mister One One Way. I like that. Nobody idea knows quite who well. he is. Like whether he died there or he just likes to ride that <laughs> that particular <laughs> ride. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It, yeah. I think it's nice that you know if you're if you're by yourself, then he sits with you. Yeah, friendly ghost makes it more thrilling. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wish that because I went on it by myself and I didn't think I don't think I had a ghost sit next to me, which I'm pretty disappointed by. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that I looked at that were like um, things that everybody knows about Disney that aren't actually true are the well the ones that everybody always talks about. So the special effects people made the stars and the lion king no it's the dust isn't it over the stars and the lion king it says it sex. sex but obviously it doesn't because they are the sfx team it <clears> says yeah SFX. sfx um but that's obviously something that everybody thinks they know is true and then there's the one as well that there's a um that the art department put a penis on the front I of think... the little mermaid vhs which I again think that's actually true no there is it's a there's like an there's a tower on the front of the palace 
Yeah, I've got it on VHS, and I can clearly see a big dildo, a big gold dildo penis. To be fair, it does look like a big gold penis, but it's not actually (laughs) supposed to be a big gold penis. Like the art department for Disney was like, no, it's literally just supposed to look like an underwater tower. Also, at the end, it does look like a penis, but it's not supposed to be. Also, at the end of the Little Mermaid, at the end of the Little Mermaid, there's also like. It looks like, you know, when they're getting married on the boat. That's the next one I was about to oh, say. Right, that sorry. <laughs> Go on, so that's like an, that's not in. See if you watch the actual film. Sorry, I'm now explaining that as if Yad knows what you were going to say. So there's a common no. misbelief that um, the at the end of The Little Mermaid, that at the wedding ceremony, the bishop's painted to have an erection while he's marrying them. But actually, show. although there's like images that do the rounds online, um, <laughs> You can see that they've been like clearly edited if you put them next to the original image. Oh, so in the actual film, that isn't there. But there are images online where people have like basically switched the contrast up and then <laughs> pretty much just painted an erection on him. It, it's not. It's his, it's his knee poking through. His, oh, is uh, that what it is? Yeah, it's his knees, but it looks like it's a. He's got a big stoner. <laughs> As if he's a real. Or you need to like freeze it at a very specific part yeah. and then like massively oh. change the saturation on the color. But it Do you know what is really true? Like it. Seeing the rescuers, I think it might be the rescuers down under, one of them, anyway. There was a disgruntled uh, animator, and he uh, put an image of like a naked woman with her tits out onto uh, like a Christmas bauble or something like that. And if you pause it at the right time, you can see it. Yeah, I, that was the other one that I was going to talk about. But then, as you say, when I looked it up, it turned out that that actually is true. That is true. <laughs> I'm actually googling it to see. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty pervert! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It is. That's so funny. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. <laughs> also, in them, um, who framed Roger Rabbit, which has a tenuous Disney connection, is that they didn't put any underwear on uh, Miss what's her name Jessica Rabbit. So at the point where she she flies out of the the car, the cartoon car. And her legs are sort of splayed. If you pause it at a certain point, you can see her oh, back. Actually, I'm looking at right now. I'm oh like, God! Weird things that and stuff. And yeah, there's a bit where, yeah, but she's kind of like a Barbie doll where there's like. Yeah, she doesn't so, have any underwear though. So. Yeah, I mean, there's no space for underwear under that dress, to be fair. So. No, it doesn't need just a cartoon. Oh, it's a bit of a weird concept, like a a cartoon woman and a rabbit together. But then their version of sex is patty cake, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's like patty oh, cake. Yeah. Patty cake. Oh, patty cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, apparently there's a boner in Toy Story as well. Toy Story. Really? Too. Where? So, Who's uh, got the boner? Buzz Lightyear. It's coined as a wing boner. <laughs> it's a wing boner. He's like wings shit out when he gets excited. Oh, is that Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I always thought Buzz Lightyear was sort of gay. Doesn't really have a girlfriend. Oh no, Jessie's his girlfriend, isn't yeah, it? Jessie. <laughs> but then she looks more like a kind of lesbian. I was going to say Jessie's very like mask presenting, yeah. though, isn't she? Yeah. I like that as head canon. Buzz is gay. Jessie's trans. They're in love. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. But they're, they're they're toys, so who cares? Well, Disney. Well, Disney indeed. <laughs> I think Pinocchio's probably that and. Fantasia's got a lot of um, kind of dodgy stuff in it as well. Like there's a scene in Fantasia where there's like pretty white unicorns and their servant unicorns are pretty bad racial black stereotypes, and they're they're yeah like giving them manicures and stuff like that. <laughs> but then yeah, Walt Disney there's a song in the south. That, wouldn't it? Wasn't Walt Disney a bit of a fascist and he yeah. helped Hitler? Yeah. I mean, I think- Quite, yeah, like sort of crazy Zionisty type person. Really. I'm sure yeah, he, he was like, like staunchly anti-Semitic and he was very anti-socialist. Um, he was very anti-unions. He wouldn't allow any women to become animators. There's a famous letter where a woman applied in the 1930s to become an animator, and he went and he sent it back with a picture of fucking Snow White on it, saying, oh, I'm really sorry, we don't take it. Well, I don't even think he said sorry, he just said, yeah, we, we don't take on um, female animators, but if you'd like to come and colour in for us, that would be great. Oh, wow. 
the um, people who made Alice in Wonderland like had to fight him all the way through it to actually get it made. Like that was towards the end of him, although he was obviously still alive, but like having full control over the studio. And because she doesn't, because there's not like a male hero in it, because she's the hero of her own story. And he wanted he wanted to make her older and the Mad Hatter younger so they could fall in love. Uh-huh. And then he wanted there to be like a male character in the story that saves her. He just really, really hated the idea of like Alice being able to get herself out of trouble. Yeah, maybe that's why Alice in Wonderland's like actually my favourite Disney film because it is so different and she doesn't have any sort of like man that puts her in danger. It's a woman against another woman. And it's just so bizarre. And Alice in Wonderland is one of my favourite books of all like that I would read as a child because it was just so fucking weird. But then when you really think about it, Lewis Carroll was about massive paedophile nonce. I guess that's true. Everything spoils. I mean, why is it everything I like has a bit of a shitty part to it? Just ignore that part. <laughs> Just ignore that part. And Alice Liddell, who he based Alice on, um, he first met her when she was a little child and he liked to photograph her wearing practically nothing. And... Um, because he was obsessed with her because he was a nonce and it got to the point where she absolutely hated him like when she was like in her 20s or something she couldn't wait to just get away from she hated being associated with Alice in Wonderland because of him that's actually really horrific as well though like yeah. imagine your sexual abuser had made like something about you that was so popular mm. that yeah that's that's horrible yeah anybody got a happy note to end on because I feel like that's a, a bleak way to start to round things <sighs> up well, I don't know. I don't really have anything good to say about Disney. I mean, I love the Mandalorian and everything, but like, I feel like they're just getting a bit too big. I quite like the way South Park interprets it's Disney. Mickey <laughs> Mouse is like an absolute bastard, and he's like constantly like, I don't know, he's abusive to Minnie, and uh, he's just obsessed about business and stuff. And he goes to Wuhan or he goes to China with Randy to try and um, what is it? Because Winnie the Pooh's banned or something. <laughs> Yes. And then he causes coronavirus by fucking bats and stuff, and he's like totally high on coke or whatever. Mickey, he's totally power mad. <laughs> he's like the Harvey Weinstein of Disney. Like, I love that. I think that's hilarious. Um, and that's sort of what Disney's become. It's not really become. I think it's it's not. Oh, I don't know. Are they carrying on Disney's legacy by just being like absolute? harsh business people and taking over everything yeah. they've taken over star wars they've taken over fox they've taken over marvel they've basically they just want to dominate the market mm. and i think they're going a bit too far with star wars things so they're milking that for all it's worth to the point where i think people get sick of it yeah you can't make any more films about the exact same thing as well but they will it's just oh, i mean yeah I mean, even the marvel stuff like how many spider-man films is there i've actually lost count Oh, the remakes and stuff like that. Yeah. How many films is there? We'll probably yeah. end up remaking like Iron Man or going round round circles. Like they sort of killed off the X Men franchise, but then that wasn't mm-hmm. part of Disney, was it? So there was sort of a few. No, that was them. no. So they've now bought the X Men franchise oh, as well. Yeah, they've bought that as well. So they've got like X Men like kids or whatever they are. The yes. New Mutants. Yeah. Yeah. So that technically that was released by Disney, wasn't it? Apparently, in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Disneyland, that when they originally built it, they used real skeletons because the, making fake ones was too hard for them. Because <laughs> How? But where did they get the real Horrific. skeletons? They got the real skeletons from like medical supplies, universities and stuff. Yeah. That's wrong. Because if you like, a part, well, your yeah, I know. Designed, you don't <laughs> you put the right. You yeah. then yeah. your fucking ride in Disneyland. Your grave is. <laughs> That's so wrong. Like, that apparently they, they, claim, they claim that they replaced them all with real props, but they don't, they don't actually know. So they could still be skeletons there. That's like a crime scene. <laughs> Terrible. Maybe that's where the uh, ghost that likes riding the rides came from. Maybe skeletons <laughs> in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Tell you where I wouldn't want to end up. That fucking um, It's a Small World. Oh, um, God. Imagine being stuck there for all of eternity. It's bad it's enough. like a hellscape. Have you ever been on it, Yaz? It's fucking awful. I've never been to Disney World at all. Disneyland. Right. When, when we remember? get out of this, we need to all go to Disneyland Paris together. Yes. And I'm putting you on that ride. And you're going to hate me for it. But Leslie, do you not remember if we went to Paris for my yeah. 30th? Yeah, of course. I Disney World. But 
But we were all so hungover in the morning, so nobody went. Oh, I don't remember like, that. We were, we were actually meant to go, but we didn't. I think oh. everyone just got was a bit like, oh, I can't board buying tickets, and they were we all just out board. of it the next morning. But... Well, we'll make um, we'll make Disney our priority next time we go. So let's do that. Yay! Oh, right, there, that's a nice way to end it. So next week, uh, or our next podcast in a new year and our new season, which is season four, I want to start it off by talking about Australia. Okay. Because I've spoken to my pal Nicola, who emigrated to Australia a few years back and although she says she doesn't really know much about Australia even though she's lived there for a while I just want to talk to her as a sort of side podcast or as a guest which I'll I'll input in the podcast is sort of what life's like as an expat living in Australia but I want us to explore sort of Australian myths because it's fairly new but then there's a lot of Aboriginal culture as well yeah so how um, do you feel about that I'm into that yeah I think I already know one thing that I'm going to do I'm, I'm having ideas already the Yabby uh, no, I was thinking Carol Ra. Oh, never heard of that. Oh, Yasmin's gone. Yep. Bye, Yas. Bye. Oh, she's back. back. What happened to you? I thought you just hated Australia so much that you were like, no. That's what I thought. I thought that maybe I'm so sorry. It just, I just heard you say Australia and then it cut off and then I didn't hear anything after that. Sorry, Australian <laughs> listeners. She's lying. She hates you. <laughs> blame the internet and the snow. I want to blame the snow. Do you know I woke up this morning and I looked out the window and it was snowing. And I was like, oh, that's really nice and sweet. But then it just stopped by the time I went downstairs and then it turned to rain and all the snow's melting now. And I wanted to build a snowman. Oh, the snow. Come down to is that, that. Is that really childish of me that I'm like 30? How old am I now? 36. And I just want to build a snowman. I don't have any kids. I just want to build a fucking snowman. No, you do what makes you happy. I had carrots and everything like that I could shove in its face and you know, I think you should build a snowman. I can there's not enough snow. Absolutely fine. Doesn't matter how old you are. Thank you. I once built a snowman, which I was quite proud of. That is rather impressive. Right, well so next week, Australia. Right, yes? Yes, just left again. Oh my god's sake. That is so weird. <laughs> is Australia like a, some sort of curse word for her? Like a cursed word? Did it, was it sort of disappear? She's not right, coming well, back. Right, that's fine. She'll, she'll be back. Sorry, listeners. Leslie and I will be back next week to talk about Australia. And Yaz will be back the week after when we're not talking about, as she calls it, the dirtiest land in the world. <laughs> Happy yes. New Year, everyone. Let's hope it's better than this shit storm of a year, but I doubt it'll get much better before it gets worse. No, that's I'm going more positive. Say. Happy New Year 2021 can only be better than the absolute ball of shit that was. <laughs> I'm hoping that Scotland will finally grow a pair of fucking balls and get its independence from Westminster, but mm, I don't know, with Nicola Sturgeon in charge, I'm not sure that's going to happen because she's had four years to do something about it and she hasn't done a fucking thing. Well. Oh, well. Old Lang Syne and all that shit. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Chris, sorry. Man.